0: Hello everyone, welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Brolands. I'm the uh, Head of Content at B2B Marketing and I'm joined today by one of our speakers at Ignite London, Jake Potter, who is the Head of Social Media at Cult Technology Services. So Jake, welcome to the studio. Uh, How are
1: you? I'm good, thank you.
0: Thanks for having me here today. That's okay. Anytime. Looking forward to your session at Ignite as well. Um, And we will get onto that. But before we do, can you just tell us a bit about your background in B2B and uh, how you got to where you are today? Yeah,
1: sure. So I've got about 10 years experience in B2B marketing. Um, all of my experience is in tech and telecom. So started at NetSuite and Oracle and now I'm working for Colt, which is a B2B telecommunications brand that um, connects businesses around the world and we provide that digital infrastructure for them.
0: Fantastic, and you got the t-shirt on as well, yes, so you're um, representing. Yeah, I'm repping the brand. <laughs> Shame there's no cameras, but yeah. uh, you have to take my word for it. And um, um, what about your role? I mean, obviously, you're head of social. So, what does a day look like at, at Colt?
1: Um, I think that's a really good question because I often find that no day is is the same mm-hmm. two days in a row. But like in my role, I create the strategy and I really help deliver that strategy with a team of three people that are small and mighty. Um, so, my day-to-day role involves. A lots of calls of different areas of the business mm-hmm. um we don't just focus necessarily on sharing marketing campaign messages there are other priorities as a brand as well so we're speaking of hr product um just basically every team that you can probably think of they want a social post um, yeah. yeah so yeah the average day is speaking to a lot of different
0: people fantastic and your uh, session at ignite london is obviously all about tiktok uh, yeah. in b2b um, which is something we probably don't see a massive amount of but we have seen a few sort of award winning examples of that. I know you're going to talk about this in detail at Ignite London so I won't ask you to give everything away <laughs> um, but can you just tell us some of the things you're going to explore in that session?
1: Yeah sure so I'm going to be talking about how you evaluate a tool like TikTok as a potential channel. Um, I think if you speak to anyone in B2B marketing you say hey should we be on TikTok? They're probably going to say hell no um, <laughs> and I'll be sharing about how we we evaluated that tool, how we built a strategy for it and how we got success and over 6,000 followers um, as a B2B telco.
0: Fantastic. Do you often see, uh, you know, when people do try their hand at TikTok, it's just a little bit cringeworthy sometimes B2B. It's quite a hard line to walk, I would imagine.
1: Absolutely. For me, it's about stepping away from dancing lip-syncing and Jason Derulo songs um, and it's more about trying to educate people on what you actually provide as a business. Mm. What I find for Cole is when I speak to people and I say do you know how the internet works most people have no idea so that's how we found our niche is that we thought we'll, we'll teach people how the internet works and it seems to be working. <laughs> Fantastic
0: <laughs> so uh, just a very quick note to our audience uh, Ignite London is a two-day uh, conference by B2B Marketing on the 29th and 30th of June. Um, you know, as we know, B2B marketers are up against an increasingly challenging market and higher and higher expectations from buyers. Um, and so with that on mind, our conference is going to bring you some real life case studies, uh, workshops, roundtables and uh, obviously speak sessions, all designed to give you practical insights that you can take away to grow your B2B knowledge and just strengthen your team as a whole. So if you are interested, just follow the link in the description but Jake, I want to talk about um, your, uh, your sort of side hustle, if you yeah. like, as a head of social media at Pride in London as we are heading into June. So what have you learned about social media marketing in this role? And do you find that it relates to your day to day role at Colton anyway?
1: Yes. Um, so what I've learned mostly is that every audience is completely different, mm. um, which I have found in my B2B tech career is that all the audiences were different, but with a slightly more consumer led brand. It is incredibly different and we're very, very people focused. And what I find as a B2B person, I need to stop thinking about business to business and thinking more about the people themselves that we're trying to sell to. And so I've learned a lot from Pride in London to market to people basically and take a lot of those principles. So this means sharing a lot more people-based content on our B2B brands. Um, People engage with it a lot more, so clearly it works. Um, And just engaging with our communities more. So our strategy now is really community led in B2B, um, my B2B brand even, because it is still a community of people and we need to stop thinking we want money from businesses. We yeah. actually want the people to be involved with us.
0: Fantastic. And do you find as well that um, it's not just that you're selling to people, but social media, you almost need quite a personal presence. Yeah. I mean, if I think about TikToks, I, I'm quite I'm not often following a company brand. I'm following an, an individual person yeah. is that something you find as well that works well or
1: yeah absolutely I just I really think the people aspect of marketing is what we need to go with mm. for all brands now I think if you go back years and years and you look at ads from maybe even 10 years ago it's all about business benefits buy from our business mm. and now people are realizing we are we're nations of people and nations of experts and people want to engage with other people
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and where do you think that the, uh, the the role of social media comes into B2B marketing? Because social media is great on the one hand because it's very accessible. You can just scroll through it at any time. Um, it's very short, It's very digestible. So all those things are brilliant. I think perhaps what it often lacks, not always, but often lacks is that depth because, you know, you're limited to a certain number of characters or yeah. a certain amount of seconds. So where do you find that social media ha- brings the most value to a marketing organisation?
1: Um, I think it brings most value when it goes beyond core marketing messages. I think, uh, like I was just saying before about previous advertising, we still see lots of brands who talk about themselves in a third person. They, they will just talk about buying our products and that's all they do. And there's lots of brands still doing that. If you switch out your brand for the word we rather than brand name, you're immediately yeah. be- becoming more personable. Um, and just making sure you're really showcasing... Yeah, your people your success as a brand and that you care about the world you live in and then i think that's where social media really is coming to bring good value
0: yeah and does the same apply for your uh, role at pride as well do you find
1: yeah absolutely so with pride it's slightly different because we focus a lot on celebrating certain days of the year mm. um that you might not necessarily celebrate so much in a b2b brand um and again showcasing our volunteers the people who take part in the parade. So, it's so it's so so people-led and yeah referring to ourselves as us as well
0: yeah well on the point of pride um there's one thing that we see every year which is obviously pride washing Mm. um which isn't you know no one particularly (laughs) enjoys seeing that um and obviously who better place than you to sort of tell us about some some of the things that marketers can and should be doing on social media when it comes to pride so in your opinion starting with the negative side Um, Where do you see B2B marketers, or B2C marketers for that matter, going wrong time after time when it comes to Pride on social?
1: Um, This is a really good question. I will try not to get too high on my horse. (laughs) But um, um, for me, I find that we see people change their logo to a rainbow for 30 days of the year. Um, And LGBTQ plus people exist all year round. So we need to celebrate Pride or LGBTQ plus people 12 months a year. Mm. And there are more days you can celebrate than just the 30 days of June so that's where I see a r- real negative and you just need to go on social media there are some people calling out pride washing same for green washing as well people do it on a sustainability angle as well um so you need to celebrate more than just the 30 days of June and you also need some proof points yeah. as well so you really need to make sure you're not just doing the simple stuff you've got the points to back you up
0: yeah I think that's probably the key isn't it it's it's not just talking about it that's part of it that's maybe like five percent of it the 95 percent is actually doing something about it yeah absolutely. is that something you agree with
1: or? yeah absolutely i mean i'm gay and i love a rainbow like, i'm happy to see <laughs> rainbows all year round or or even just for june but it is all about the action and i think if you think about in your personal life if a company's trying to um emote with you you want the foundations that go with it you're not just gonna care just because they've changed the logo yeah. Um, so it's really about, yeah, the action.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very, yeah, very good point. So there, on the more positive side of things, are there any uh, examples of B2B brands doing it really well that you can share?
1: Yeah, I mean, Cult does a good job, but maybe if I don't well, talk you about say myself. That that, yeah. um, but they, it's quite often quite big brands we see that do have the proof points. So Microsoft do a lot for LGBTQ plus people. They also do a lot of things from other diversity lenses. Like they have a huge um, element of accessibility as well. Um, and they show that all year round, um, and lots. I'm finding lots of l- more tech brands are doing that as well. Um, so your Oracle's, your NetSuites, they're like all those kind of brands, they're all out there with their proof points that contribute it. Um, if you are a smaller brand and you're thinking, okay, Jake, you're talking about big brands only. Mm. As a smaller brand, you can still do lots of things. Um, one of the things that we do at Cult is. Um, we partner with charities to see how we can give them services for free. It's not all about giving away money to people. We we give away network to some small charities so that people can phone them up and use their services. That's a small thing. It doesn't cost a brand a lot of money, but it's a proof point. Yeah. Um, so if you are a small brand and you are wondering that, you just need to think about how you can add value.
0: Yeah, and to make this uh, very miserable and all about money, <laughs> um, are there actual business benefits to doing that as well, do you find?
1: Um, to be able, all about money, yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> from that perspective, yes. Um, I find people are more happy to work with brands like Colt when they see that we care about the world we live in. Mm. Um, so, I, I mean, I keep going back to proof points, but when, when you really show that you care about the world you live in, you're not just changing a logo, then you are more likely to get customers yeah. who are going to engage with you.
0: Yeah, of course. So I think um, one of, I mean, I'm putting words in the mouth, but I think one of the challenges that some of the listeners will deal with is the fact that their organization doesn't necessarily actually have the credentials to be talking about pride? And, you know, that the markets are listening may not really have the power to go out and, and really change what the company is doing. But they might have control of the social media account. Yeah. So for those individuals, what do you think they can do? Is is it about just talking about it? Or is it should in those instances, should they just keep quiet if their company's not doing it?
1: I think if a company's doing absolutely nothing it's quite hard to then jump into a conversation um because you don't want to be called out for it and when you think about your social media channels Mm -hmm. it's not just customers that are going to be looking at you it's your future colleagues as Mm -hmm. well and people like that so if you if you put things up that say hey we're the most lgbtq (laughs) plus company and then an lgbtq plus person joins your company they're not going to be yeah overjoyed by the experience they're going to have as an employee um but yeah, I would say as a marketer, you do still have the ability to probably influence a bit and lead that conversation. Maybe get a C-level person in your company to post on their LinkedIn or, or other social channels. I'm not sponsored by LinkedIn, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, get get someone who's C-level to post on their social channels and then reshare it from the brand, or even acknowledging it's Pride Month and saying about maybe your code of conduct mm-hmm. says that you can't discriminate based on your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Just call it that. That's a proof point in itself, and I imagine. Yeah. Every brand in the UK, at least, would have that.
0: Yeah. So do you think, you know, because obviously it's marketers in particular are listening, do you think it's up to marketers to try and make that difference? Because as you've said a moment ago, there are real tangible business benefits to, yeah. uh, you know, actually doing something in the, in this whole arena. So do you think it's up to the marketer, the marketing leader in particular, to look at the business case, go to the CEO and say, this isn't like a, a little nice to have promotional month this is an essential part of our business
1: yeah I I think it is part of the marketer's job to really look at that it's not entirely on the marketer because I would hope that people have diversity champions at least in their company and stuff like that that can support but if they don't then as a marketing person you can try and lead that conversation in fact when I started a pride network at Colt we'd only just hired a diversity person um, and I was in marketing so I actually started that conversation myself it helps that I'm gay, and that's, and so I want to build the better environment for my community. But anyone can really push that message. You don't need to be the DNI person for your company. Yeah,
0: and you know, obviously, we've been talking about um, social media in particular today. Yeah. But how do you think that pride can take part in an overall marketing strategy, not just social? Where do you, how do you start to get that message in? Do you have to start internally and then sort of feed it out, or I don't know, where do you start?
1: I would start internally. Um, I believe that anyone can be an ally to the LGBTQ plus community, including people who are members of the LGBTQ plus community. So I myself say I'm an ally to the trans community as an example. Um, So I would say internal and try and just get people to just say I'm an ally or just try and educate people on LGBTQ plus experience in the workplace. Um, And then when it comes to external, you can start small. So in your images that you're using as a brand don't, like try and include people that aren't just from one group making sure it looks diverse because your customers will see that picture and if they are gay or if they are maybe they've got an accessibility requirement if they can see themselves in that image they're more likely to want to engage with you so i think that's quite simple it's just making sure your images are slightly more inclusive yeah and then you can build that out stronger and stronger and get a stronger strategy that it becomes a brand that can add the rainbow flag to their logo yeah and they've got the proof points to back themselves up
0: sure thing so help me understand a bit more about your role at um, pride so what, what are you what is your ultimate aim when you're creating social posts at, at pride i'm assuming you know for cult you're trying to drive business but for mm. pride what is the ultimate goal there for
1: pride it's about um creating an engaged community mm. um a lot of people think pride is just the big parade on the first of july it's actually massive Um, as an organization we are raising money for charity and giving them to grassroots organizations we have other events like pride's got talent which is a bit like britain's got talent but for the lgbtq plus community um and lots of other things that happen year-round it's about creating this engaged community um so our posts are a lot of asking questions or raising awareness of certain days of the year that you may not know about um, and just using all channels to find the right people because lgbtq plus people they're not just of a certain age groups, so we need to make sure we're on all channels and engaging all different groups of people. Um, and then a part of that also just on a slightly negative point is how you fan the flames of people who don't necessarily like our community very much. Mm. So making sure our channels are really celebratory, um, we don't get involved with people who don't like us. Um, we just really make sure we are celebrating and really trying to build that engaged
0: group yeah that's a really interesting point it's not i mean it's not something i consider but now you've said it it's so obvious that there's going to be a huge amount of unfortunately hatred coming your way and as you say i mean the best way is to simply just ignore it move on and just focus on on the good things yeah do you find from a um i don't know this might be a bit of a stretch do you find a similar approach works in a b2b context where it's like let's just focus on celebrating what's great as opposed to talking about negatives
1: yeah i mean we try to celebrate the positives at all times at cult um and i think that most brands can do that as well the only time you really need to acknowledge negatives is if you're getting a ton of hate coming to your on social that might be in fact impacting your brand mm. and people may not want to buy from you as a yeah. result um but otherwise i would focus on celebrating the positives and and bringing joy basically via social media
0: yeah and i i'm mean, guessing here that tiktok is particularly great for that because it's yeah. such a such well, such a visual platform and it's all about people it's video so yeah. it's people actually moving and talking it's not Instagram, which is a bit posy
1: yes just a little bit yeah. well TikTok can be a bit posy but um but with our content on Colts tiktok we are so focused on our people and showing real people yeah. so there's no posing on cults tiktok <laughs> or <laughs> dances
0: so what well, what is on cults tiktok talk us through it what exactly do you do on there
1: yeah so we have um we have two core kind of categories of content one mm-hmm. is about educating Um, about what the internet is and how it works. Um, I think a lot of people just think like the cloud is actually a cloud in the sky and it's actually a network in the ground. (laughs) Yeah, surprise, it's not. Follow us on TikTok to learn more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But the other angle is also about getting people to work in telecoms as well. Um, I have yet to meet someone who says, I've always dreamed to work in this industry. Um, Mm. And I actually love it, but it was not my dream as a child to work in telecoms. Um, and so it's about getting people excited about working in telecoms as well. So the more fun side of it. Um, but we're finding both angles really work nice, um, nicely together. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, that's the side of it not considered, but it's so true. I mean, if you're, it's also about, um, you know, your employer brand, right? Yeah. Because you're showing people like we're actually a fun company to work for and, you know, you might want to work here. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of companies out there that may very well have a great working culture. Um. But if they're not talking about it and no one knows about it, well, they're not. Who's going to join?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I find as a as a B two B marketer who owns social media channels, it's very easy to fall down a marketing path. Mm. But your ultimate success as a brand is when you showcase everything that a brand does, and not just please download our white paper and give us your contact details.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, TikTok in particular is an interesting one because it's. Obvi- I say it's the new one. It's been around for literally years now, but it still feels like the, the newer. <laughs> Somehow or another, um do you do you find that quite often you find marketers are just being told like, well, "What are we doing on TikTok by by the board?" And there isn't really always a need, or do you think there's always a place for for another social channel?
1: I don't think there's always a place for another social channel because otherwise I'll have a really busy day tomorrow at work. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> but um, I think if you can evaluate an opportunity for your business, then there is a there's a place for it, and also if you have the remit as a team to create that kind of content then yes there is space to add new channels um but it's really important to strategize a channel like TikTok to me it is still the new kid on the block mm. even though it came out before COVID and um, which is how I define my life these days but it's a pre-COVID social network that became very big during COVID um but to me it's very new because I don't know many B2B brands on there mm. um and that's the circles I hang in um but I look at other tools like Be Real yeah I hope to never have a brand on be real because it's really not the point of it no. um and there's new social networks like every day so it's really about evaluating it don't yeah. add it for the sake of adding it make sure you've got a very good plan behind it yeah
0: so is there still you feel a, a huge opportunity for b2b brands to make some noise on tiktok simply because it's not enough, not a lot of people playing yeah
1: and um, one of the things i thought when people were telling me don't go on tiktok i thought well why not be the first uh, and that's something I like to do. I like, always love to be the first. Yeah. Um, and we are not the first, but we're definitely I think I, when I look at other people on TikTok or brands on TikTok, in terms of our success, I feel like we're one of the first. Um, so definitely take that as an opportunity and don't just take everyone else's advice as this is what I yeah. must do.
0: Fantastic. Well, you can tell us more all about it at Ignite London, um, which again to our audience takes place on the 29th and 30th of June. Um in London shockingly. <laughs> um so we'll leave a link in the description when you can uh, where you can learn more. So Jake, thanks very much for joining me and we'll uh thank you for see having you there. Me. no problem. Bye-bye. Bye bye.